How are you doing guys and welcome back to another episode of The Green Machine and as always I hope that you're doing well and that you're looking forward to the weekend. So a controversial and kind of strange week for Irish football has just taken another turn. So Damien Duff announcing that he's uh, stepped down from the Irish setup. Alan Kelly following suit just a couple of days ago. All of these resignations seem to kind of link into video gate, uh, the, the pre-match video that was shown by Stephen Kenny prior to the game against England. And just to end the week, David Dunn, James McLean has uh, has gone and done it again. Another another social media fuck-up. Yeah, um, added to his growing list, it would seem, of uh, social media faux pas. Um, yeah, I, you know, when I saw it this morning, I thought, oh, here we go. I mean, why? And then I thought, well, why not? This is Irish football. I mean, we, we just seem to be having these little little bombs sort of going off um yeah i mean i think it sounds a lot worse than it actually is now don't get me wrong he's clearly broken covid rules and you know you can't be doing that you shouldn't be doing it but for god's sake you don't put it on social media you don't post it i think it was done out of naivety more than anything probably trying to show how much he's a consummate professional of training he is He's always posting his workouts on Instagram. I think he went to Dubai there um, pre-season and he was, every day he had a, a post of him like on a treadmill or whatever, running the arse off himself. Like He is a machine. Like he, He's an absolute fitness fanatic and he's in it's tremendous probably, shape. Probably in the best shape out of any player in the Ireland squad. And, oh. and even just to give the context of it, um, just, just for anyone who hasn't seen it, if, if they've somehow managed to avoid it. So... James McLean has been suspended by Stoke for an alleged breach of COVID-19 regulations, namely training in a private gym. And the reason that they found out was because he posted this as an Instagram uh, an Instagram story, and he's actually going to miss Stoke's clash with Blackburn Rovers tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 just another it, it, it's a it's a litany of yeah. social media controversies on top of other controversies, whether they be right or wrong, or despite opinions on, on things that he's been involved in in the past, it's just another, uh, another social media mess up. And why is he still on it, David? Why is he still on Instagram? Why do you get it back? I don't know. I don't know. He just constantly presses the self-destruct button on it. He has gone, he's come He's gone on it, gone off it, come on it, gone on And he, you think, just stay off it. Stay off it. You you are a magnet for hatred, unfortunately. Because, of, you know, you put in James McLean right now. And just, just type his name in. And it'll come up, James. The first two posts on Google will come up. One from the Sun. or Sorry, first one from the Daily Mail. Uh, James McLean suspended. And the other one from the Sun. Not the Irish Sun, but the UK Sun. James McLean suspended. They're loving this because obviously his views over the poppy in the very right wing papers. He's just a magnet for this sort of thing. Like people want to see him fall on his face. And if he puts something up there, no doubt somebody saw that and went, he's out to breaking COVID regulations. And, you know, just brought it to the attention just, just, just because he could, because he could get one over in James McLean. And when you are that sort of polarizing character that he is, just stay off social media. You, you're going to like he's clearly look we've seen posts of players you know i think what kyle walker and jack Grealish like posting pictures up with parties and you know they're they're 
break you know they're breaking social distancing yeah. and all this kind of stuff there's been so many comparisons like a lot of people the the vast majority of what i've seen from an irish perspective have come out and defended james mclean and they've they've yeah. sided kyle walker and they've sided jack Grealish. and if you compare james mclean as you mentioned model of professionalism looking after his fitness you know trying to get the upper hand on opponents by by training he's big into his boxing he's extremely fit yeah shake he's in is unbelievable and if you compare that with say Jack Grealish questions of drink driving. We don't know if that's true, but questions of drink driving during COVID, breaking COVID uh, regulations. If you look at um, Kyle Walker having a party when things really, really peaked, and then a number yeah. of other footballers um, breaching COVID regulations. And look, I mean, when the story broke kind of late last night, there hasn't really been anything since, but, but a lot of people jump into his defense are saying, well, it's not as bad as this, or it's not as bad as that, and nothing happened to them. But at the end of the day, He's still broken yeah. the regulations. Things are worse now than they were. No, look, Jesus, I'm not condoning what Walker did or Grealish did for no. a second or any other players. It's non-comparable. They really messed up and they should have been dealt with accordingly. The fact that they're England internationals probably played a little a little hand in that. Oh, but, course, yeah. but, but things are bad. Things are grim at the moment worldwide. And, and McLean, it, as I said, if you're going to do it, you know, don't get caught. Don't get caught. It's just another poor call another poor judgment and i mean the guy's coming up for 32 years of age surely he, he must be learning his lesson surely he he must be learning that this isn't doing his profile or his career any good because he'll always get his defenders amongst the fans he's a very popular player amongst the fans and seems to be a very popular player amongst the the squad as well but you're starting to see snippets. Certainly I am anyway. Snippets on social media, things on Twitter, things on, on different outlets of fans now starting to say, I'm finding it very, I love James McLean, but I'm finding it very hard to have any sympathy on him. And and that narrative is really, really starting now. And it's continuing today yeah. since this story is broken. Yeah. I, I think it's because it just seems to be one thing after another um, unnecessarily. I mean, we, we had, obviously with this, he's pulling a picture of himself in the boxing, you know, doing with a gym, private session. Probably didn't think he was doing anything wrong. But, you know, you can't be doing that. And people are saying, well, that's not as bad as drink driving. And they're right. But it's still against the rules. Still shouldn't have done it. You've got one third of players in the football league now apparently have this coronavirus. So, you know, but then he puts it on social media. But yeah. I think... That was unnecessary. We had the issue where he put the picture of himself, uh, you know, in a history lesson with his kids, and he's got a balaclava on, you know, connotations yeah. there. We know what he's talking about. And you're like, really, mate? Come on. Like, why are you stoking this? And you, you, and it kind of smacks a little bit of, you You know, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth there because one hand you're saying, I'm getting villain, I'm getting racist abuse over this and, and secretarian abuse over this. And then you're stoking it, you know, a little bit. Now, obviously, the this, this stuff he's had is disgusting. Um, horrendous, horrendous. And, and, horrendous. And, and, and as critically as, as, as I might speak and, and maybe as you might speak as well, David, I mean, we, we do not condone, not for anyone, not even James, not even just James McLean, but for... For any footballer, for any person, it's it's completely unacceptable, and it's and the harm it does without these people realizing it. And and we mentioned this on the last episode. A lot of these people on social media, they're probably very rational. Well, not all of them, Jesus. Some of them are fairly messed up, but some of these are very <laughs> rational people. But when yeah. they're locked inside, when they're behind a keyboard, when they're behind a phone, 
they think the likes of James McLean are living the high life that whatever you say to them, it's it's not going to make a remote difference. But some of the stuff has has been has been sick. It's been criminal, really. Yeah, bullets in the post and all this kind of stuff, yeah. and what they're going to do to his wife, and you know some of the stuff what we're going to do to your kid. No, it's like, you know, it's just vile, vile human beings. Like even if they have no intention of acting out any of these threats that the fact that you're making them the fact that you're thinking of it you know seriously seriously really really insane people out there and that's completely wrong and you know and i did think i know he's very polarizing and even though he came out with the 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 stunt with the balaclava which he which to be fair he said was stupid and it was a stupid move and he, he actually said it, i think to jim white on, on talk sport but I thought you made a good point when, you know, all the players blacked out for the Black Lives Matter movement for any, you know, racial, um, sorry for the Black Lives, George Floyd thing and, and all of that. And he says, that's all well and good and it's a great cause. But where was the, where was the support from my teammates when I was getting all this and no one speaking out? And I thought, oh, okay. Yeah, actually, I... I see where you, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. And even though I don't want to say brought it on himself, he didn't bring it on himself. You know, I mean, twats are twats and, and they will, they will find if They don't like you. They will find every little thing as James has found out because clearly somebody has seen this. Doesn't like James McLean, the, um, the post and they've, they've gone to somebody to probably gone to the EFL or probably gone to sky or somebody just to wrap this guy up. And that's the problem when you are polarizing and people really, really don't. They either love you or hate you. That's why you shouldn't be on social media. But anyway, um, you can never say, oh, he brings it on himself. I mean, you can never say it justifies it. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't like nothing he has done ever justifies anything like his kids being threatened or his wife being threatened or his life being threatened. Nothing at all, you know, and obviously around November, especially up in the north of England. Not so much in London, funnily enough, I find. But in the north of England, if you're not going to wear a poppy, that is going to go up the arse of some people sideways. Um, A lot of people, especially up in the north. And they're not going to know the history. Now, I I don't know how you feel about it, Nick. I think he's justified not wearing a poppy. Um, where no, I, 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 I'd agree. No, I, I, I'd agree. I, I, I've always agreed with him. And yeah. I remember when he was with Wigan and he, he wrote an open letter to, um, to David Whelan, the, the Wigan chairman at the time, outlining the reasons. And it was very well articulated. Yeah. Whether he wrote it or not, I don't know, but it's, it's definitely coming from him one way or another. Yeah. Um, but having said that, you know, Nemanja Matic doesn't wear the poppy, no. doesn't get any criticism, it doesn't really get mentioned, but. He's very subtle about it. Um, McLean has never really been subtle about no. it. And as you said, he's speaking out of two, two mouths here. Because on one hand, he'll condone, um, you know, condone the actions of the British Army in, in Derry. And then on another hand, he'll make light of the IRA. And yes, it was in jest, which is completely fair enough. Look, we've all made IRA jokes. We've all sang IRA songs in jest, not because we're terrorists. Speak for yourself, yeah. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean, I, I think that's all that was meant by it. I don't I don't for a second think that James McLean is a member of the IRA, nor no. nor would he carry out um, terrorist acts. But in a country, I mean, what's the population of England? A good few million. Sixty million about yeah. Sixty million, where you have different um, 
a, a different education system, uh, a different concept of history. If, if, if people don't mind me saying that, I have relatives in England, I, and I would happily say that. Yeah, absolutely. You are, you, you are going to offend people. And at the end of the day, the IRA did did kill a number of British people. Yeah. I've killed an awful lot of English people. And as Gandhi said, if, if it's an eye for an eye, then the, then the world is blind. So, I mean, he, he might... Um, he doesn't deserve any of the vile abuse he gets, no. but he certainly exasperates the arguments against his actions, I think. Yeah. He, unfortunately, yes, he, he, he had, look, doing stuff like that and sort of, yeah. Um, and I think as well, when he turned away from the national anthem, when he, the, he was at a preseason tournament, I think yeah, in 2015, yeah, 2015 yeah. for Stoke. Yeah, West Brom, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, West Brom. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Thinking. In the US, wasn't it? Because, because, like, Somewhere you like never, that. like, it's 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 not a usual thing that, um, you know, that, that an international and that national anthem will, will be played. But but this is something this is something that I have a slight issue with as well because McLean has, I think, is it four or five caps for Northern Ireland at, at under 21 level. And he claims that this was to get him on the radar for the Republic, which yeah. I don't believe it was. I, I believe his form at Sunderland got him on the radar for the Republic. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I'd, I'd have issue with the fact that at under 21 level, he, I doubt he sang God Save the Queen. I highly doubt it. And I don't have any footage of those matches, but I, but I can't imagine that he turned away from the Northern Irish flag. No. I can't imagine he was ballsy enough to do it, but at a preseason game in the United States where there was probably very few West Brom fans or very few English people apart from his teammates, he turns away. Um, and I'm not saying that this is his belief or th- that this isn't his belief, but, but why hasn't he been consistently doing that? And, and even like if, if we were to look at fans who, you know, you get the usual fans, the, your Celtic fans and and um, people who are big fans of James McLean really kind of hyping this up and saying, good on you, James, good on you. Yeah. But then when Alan Manis, Shamrock Rovers, turns away from the tricolour um, in, the, in the FAI Cup final, people were out for blood. Like, people really were out for blood. And, and I actually thought Manis responded quite, you know, I'm, I'm a Bose fan, I do not like Shamrock Rovers players, but I or former Linfield players for that matter, but for the most part, he he articulated it quite well. He didn't exasperate it, and he didn't um, he didn't rub it in. He didn't look for revenge. He didn't he didn't try and provoke um, those that were criticizing him. He just said his bit and left it left it be, and nothing's been said since. Yeah. Where McLean McLean seems to fail to pick his battles, um, seems to misjudge these things, and look. There's always been that argument as well, David. I, I mean, I mean, you're you're living in the UK yourself, but people always say if he's so anti-English, why is he still paying tax to the Queen? Why is he still playing in England? Because he had the opportunity to go to to go to New York. He, he the deal was more or less done with New York Rebels, and he signed for West Brom instead. And then a couple of weeks later, turned his you know turned his uh, turned his back to the flag. So there's a certain amount of hypocrisy with his uh, as that but yeah. when you delve into it when you think deeply enough there's a certain amount of hypocrisy with some of these good on you kind of moments from, from McLean um, there, 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 there's a lot I mean um, the, the whole Irish English thing from my experience is filled with hypocrisy um, from both sides I mean yeah he turns around and says look I'm from Derry and you know he had relatives killed in by the British Army Bloody Sunday 
and I don't want to wear a poppy. I think that's fair. I think it's absolutely fair. There's going to be absolutely. some idiots. Yeah, absolutely. One, that on its own. No problem. I never had an issue with that. Now, there's going to be some people that will not agree with that. Obviously, the difference with the Manny Village, um, sorry, Matic, um, obviously the whole Kosovo thing and the fact that uh, NATO, which was front, which was kind of led by the UK and the, uh, the Americans and bombed the shit out of Belgrade, yeah, yeah. which is the capital of Serbia or the former Yugoslavia was at the yeah. time. And it's still, it's still, I mean, look, it's peaceful now, but like some of those buildings are still blown to bits. Yeah, just showed the effect. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, um, you, the, the story, of, by the way, of the Yugoslav of Yugoslavia um, it, it is fascinating and it is bitter. I love my history. It is bitter between Croatia, um, Slovenia and uh, Kosovo, Macedonia. It is, I mean, it is bitter. Bosnia as well. Absolutely bitter. And, you know, he, Matic is... You know, he's entitled to his opinion. I kind of, you know, at the end of the day, their their president um, was slaughtering Muslims yeah. in the same way that the Nazis were with the Jews. So, but, you know, but he goes, you bombed the shit out of my country. I'm not, and people go, all right, that's fair enough. You know, that's fine. Because quite frankly, Nick, even though he was on the, in my opinion, the wrong side of that argument, because, you know, Milosevic was a bastard. It wasn't on the doorstep of the English, so they don't really care. Yeah. Mm. Where the IRA was on the doorstep of the English, yes. and you know, and Britain as a whole, well, yeah, England really wasn't it. Scotland, Wales never got touched, but England got the ship bombed out of it during the seventies, yeah. eighties, and nineties. And, and some heartbreaking, why... some some heartbreaking stories from the other. Jeez, I was going to say the other side. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> But some, but but even from McLean's other side, like the what he not promoting, I do think it was in jest. But the people he was offending, the people he was hurting, there was some heartbreaking stories from yeah. from you know from um, different attacks that the IRA carried out. Yeah, there, there, I mean there was a lot of atrocities, you know. I mean from both sides. Obviously, you know, Bloody Sunday, you know, started the whole thing. Oh, and it did kickstart the whole thing. And, you know, there's, there's, there's no opinion there. That kick-started it. And, you know, we won't get too much into that. But, yes, when, when there was a bombing campaign going on, you had people who did not know, don't want, no, don't care about Ireland and don't know anything outside of their own country and don't even know a lot about that. I've met these people and I've worked with some of these people. They don't know the first thing about Ireland. I tell them, where are you from? I'm from Dublin. Oh, is that, oh that's, that's Northern Ireland, isn't it? I'm like, wow, okay, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they haven't a clue about Ireland, which, which strikes, which is amazing to me because what, what, growing up in Ireland, I learned so much about England and America because, you know, we, we, we get that. We learn, um, we watch British telly, British news, we watch American telly, American, you know, we get it all in RT, we get the British channels and all this stuff. So we'd, we'd always be well clued in yeah. when it comes to Britain, but these guys wouldn't have a clue about us, um, which is fascinating in its own right. Um, I have a sister over here, um, was born and bred over here, never learned anything. Cromwell was the man who cancelled Christmas. That's what she was taught. And she loved her history. She, what she didn't learn was he was the man that wiped out a third of the population of Ireland. Yeah. You know, I, that's, you know, so they're not going to know about this. So they just see a guy who's just putting the middle finger up to the flag, up to the queen and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of people are going to like that over here. You know, whatever, that, fair enough. 
uh, sorry, over in, in Ireland. And I think when he said, I'm not wearing a poppy because of Bloody Sunday, you know, no problem, mate. Absolutely. And you know what? If they're if they're um, if they're saying what they're saying to you, shame on them. Like, absolutely shame yeah. on them. And there was nowhere near enough done about that, by the way, by the FA. Um, or the FAI actually never even spoke up about it. Nobody spoke up about it. And McLean was absolutely on the money on that one. No one spoke up about it. No teammate spoke up about it. And he was abused because he wouldn't wear a poppy. Now, when he starts doing the crack with the flag, if he stands for the flag for, what, a two-minute song, if even that, no one cares. No, no one will ever bring that up. No one gives a shit. But when he turned away from it, all of a sudden, everyone's talking about it. Yeah. And we're talking about it five years later. And, and as I mentioned, why why isn't he doing this with Northern Ireland at, at under-21 level, unless there's footage yeah. to suggest otherwise? I mean, yeah. why, why wait until you're thousands of miles away in the United States, um, away from the fans? Like... You know, it's 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 it is it is hypocrisy, and and people won't like to hear it. There's going to be fans that listen to this that won't yeah. like to hear that. But but when you when you actually look into the nitty gritty of it, and when you you take the the emotion out of it and the the fan side out of it, and when you actually look at the moral and the you know the the actual standpoint of it, you know the, it, just, it just screams hypocrisy. And, yeah. and even and even like uh, there was an article that went out from from um, Gareth McCauley, the the former Northern Ireland and Rangers, because, you know, we love talking about them players um, that, that went out a few months ago during the, the Black Lives Matter, um, you know, the blackouts on social media. Yeah. And um, and again, we, we, we kind of spoke about this briefly. And at the time, I remember looking at this thinking, you know, from, from my point of view, with my with my footballing um, fan kind of hat on, I was thinking, Macaulay, the fucking dickhead. And I like, you know, hanging his ex-teammate out to dry and he's just a Rangers, Northern Irish, you know, like the, the usual kind of stuff. But then when I actually looked at it, you know, even even just to quote it, um, so it was in relation to, to Wilfred Zaha um, getting getting abused by a 12-year-old and the 12-year-old's, I think, getting arrested or, or you know, some, there was yeah. some kind of repercussion anyway. And then McLean was kind of questioning Darren Randolph and questioning other uh, teammates about um, why they didn't support him. So it said, this is just a quote from Macaulay. Um, so while Zaha is being targeted because of the color of his skin, something he has absolutely no control over, James is not being singled out because he's Irish. Thousands of Irish uh, players over the years have been welcomed into the professional game in England. If James's actions, decisions and outbursts that have turned football fans, even from the clubs he plays for against them, then so be it. So, I mean, it, it, there's kind of two sides to it. And, and and I said, at the time, I kind of turned my nose up at this article. I saw I saw Gareth McCauley and I just said, I'm not even going to mm. bother reading this. But when, yeah. I, when I looked into it, I kind of thought, and part of me, part of me as well, like, I mean, look, you, you might feel differently about it, David, living over in London and, and being Irish. And my mother as well and my dad lived in London for um I mean I was born there myself but they but they lived there for for 10 years my mum often spoke about the you know the discrimination that she suffered in work for being Irish and yeah at the end of the day like whether we like it or not there is discrimination and there's um you know there's sectarianism but you know Irish is not a Irish is not a race it's it's a nationality 
And maybe that's a different argument. But but if McLean, I think if McLean took it from the standpoint of a more educated standpoint or a more informed standpoint where he said, where he didn't bring race into it, where he said, look, it was, it's, um, I would have preferred support as opposed to comparing it to Black Lives Matter. I think, I think more people like yourself, David, I think, I think you see what he meant and I see what he meant. Yeah. But yeah. for, but for the, the general public in England, possibly his teammates, in particular, the likes of Darren Randolph, Cyrus Chrissy, who who suffered horrendous abuse oh, from Irish fans, yeah, and um, they're looking at that and they're thinking it's it's race and nationality, well, it's race and sectarianism, and um, so he, he was kind of, I think he was badly informed with that. He he, I understand what he meant to say, and he was completely right. He should have gotten um, support when he was receiving abuse. I think I think what happened with James there, I think a lot of words. Um, a lot of terms now are being recategorized, aren't yes. they? Really, because I'll give you one now. Hopefully, I won't get shot for saying this, but I remember Alan Hansen. Um, he made a comment on Match of the Day, and he mentioned coloured players. Yeah. Um, my sister's watching, and she goes, "He's going to get the shift for that." But no, why? Because I'm telling you now. All of a sudden, he had to, you know, a couple of days later, he had to make an apology, whatever. Now I remember as a kid, the FA, the, the FA chairman as well. You know, yeah. Resigned. Um, yeah, he resigned. No, he he. It wasn't just because he said that. He yeah, also went on about true. how, how um, being gay is a lifestyle. Change, you know, all this kind of. <laughs> There's a number of things. Yeah, it's like, mate. Listen, the 1980s are that way. See you later. You know. Um, I think. Yeah, I remember as a kid, if you said black, this is an Ireland now, okay? Like this, just when I was in Ireland, if you said black, that was offensive. You had to say color. I was yeah. told by absolutely nobody, but I didn't know anyone who I knew one or two people that were black, by the way, growing up. So this, this is like a white person telling me this. My mom actually, I probably I don't know if it was my mom or some of the, you know, somebody like that anyway, say, no, 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 so, no, you have, don't say black, say colored, because they, they find black, if black's offensive, you say colored, but okay, fair enough. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, you say black because colored is offensive. And I, I think because obviously, you know, these things kind of get recategorized and you have to keep up on them. You know, so you don't offend people in what you're saying. I yeah. think that's what James needed to do. There is probably probably needs to talk to somebody and get a bit of help here and say, right, how do I word this to get yeah. my message across now? Because gone... right, I think the right terminology would have gone a long way because yeah. at the end of the day, Black Lives Matter. I mean, look, people have different views in it, and even I think it was Lyle Taylor who plays for Nottingham Forest says he doesn't take the knee because he he doesn't agree with how they're going about it. Um, yeah. And a lot of people saying that it's losing, it's losing the essence of it because it's it's not being, um, it's not being communicated correctly. So yeah. there are views on, on Black Lives Matter, but a, a lot of this has come from George Floyd's um, killing, where McLean's yeah. has come from online abuse. He hasn't been physically harmed, uh, so chalk and cheese in a way. Um, but, but, but 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 at the same time, the discrimination that he faces nearly every week in stadiums even from his own fans at times yeah, so, it's still unacceptable yeah i mean as i said the north I, I mean just it was that that's the north you know that the north is still kind of parts of the north are still back in the 80s yeah. you know i've been to england that jesus first 1985 all over again uh, in terms of london i mean i've been over here 10 years i've never once not once have i ever um suffered any abuse for being irish Honestly, I've never heard it, and I've worked at some very prestigious events and whatever. It's never been a thing. Now, I know you said about your mom there, and I can relate to that because my dad... Yeah, this, is, this, is, this is 1980s, so... Yeah, no, I, 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 I know about that side of it because remember, my dad was over here in the 80s, and he would literally be going in. Um, he was a site manager. 
sorry, well, at the time he wouldn't be, he'd probably be a foreman. And they'd be like, all right, you know, his name is Jerry. All right, Jerry. All right. Yeah. Harry, blah, 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 blah. Ch- chatting away to them all of a sudden that night. Uh, bomb goes off or whatever. IRA comes back in. All right, lads. And they'd be like, fuck off, you, you fiend, you yeah. bastard. Yeah. And the way he dealt with it was, can I have a word with you outside? Yeah. Bang. <laughs> you know, smack <laughs> one of them and go, don't you fucking call me that. You, you know, that, that was a different era. Um, obviously no so I I do get that and it was obviously because that was going on we were probably treated the same way you know Muslims were for a while a little bit over here like you you know you kind of see that it was you know it was kind of niggly but you know London is a melting pot now and if he if he was down in London I don't there'd be be a few that would have a go at him you know but I think it's mostly up in the north Uh, obviously you go to a place like West Ham and you go to a place like Millwall, you're going to get it. You know, Fulham wouldn't care. <laughs> you know, like a place like that. You know, and I, and I think I think a lot of people in Ireland they don't realize like there's there's class here, but class in England. You know, it the poverty in England that we don't see yeah. that we don't realize it's a completely different ball game in, in, yeah. in the UK. And and any UK listeners will, will probably back up that statement as well. So yeah. with that is you know issues around education. These people. You know who are abusing McLean, um, could be misinformed in certain ways, and that's just their way. That's just the way that maybe they act, or that's just the way that they respond. Well, look, there's some very, very rational people and very educated people who respond ridiculously on on social media. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even um, you know, looking at it periodically, David. I mean, I said this to you um, earlier, but I mean. <laughs> When James McLean first burst onto the scene, 2011, I think it was, kind of <clears throat> halfway through the season, Martin O'Neill brought him on um, when they kind of when Sunderland kind of went on their run to kind of get them out of relegation. And I remember watching this guy thinking, I think he just declared for Ireland. He was still kind of an ordinary Irish player at that stage, and he just declared for Ireland. And I remember thinking, this is interesting. He's after coming over from Derry. haven't seen a huge amount of him, but a Premier League winger, happy days. And then he got onto the bench, got off the bench, and made an instant impact. He was just direct. He was old school. He was whipping in deliveries from kind of all angles of the of the pitch. And just I remember just thinking his delivery is unbelievable. I think yeah. this guy should be in the Ireland squad. And he was only he was only about 21, 22 at that stage. And uh, I mean, I <laughs> mentioned this already to you, David. But when Gareth Bale left Spurs, I think it was twenty twelve or twenty thirteen for Real Madrid. I, I was saying to all my mates, I was saying to anyone I discussed football with, I was saying, James McLean is going to replace Gareth Bale at Spurs. He's the same type of player. He's direct. He's quick. He's robust. He's going to replace him. And then looking back, so this is what, eight years later, seven years later, since kind of 2014, 2015, probably since he left Sunderland or his latter stages of Sunderland, as you mentioned, if you were to do a Google search of James McLean or if you were to you know, associate James McLean with something, bar maybe the, the 2018 qualifying campaign, we're mainly associating him with social media controversies. The Poppy, yeah. of course, which we, we spoke lately about, but social media controversies rather than his footballing ability or his achievements in football, which is frustrating as an Ireland fan. Yeah, it's... I think it's probably... I don't know if it's aided in his demise a little bit, his little fall from grace. Because, I mean, when I remember when he burst onto the scene, he was phenomenal. He was banging goals in. You'd see, I think he went through, like, he went through a run of games. Like, he scored four goals in f- six games or something. He'd yeah. always 
I don't know the exact stats, but you, you switch on the news or you go, oh my God, another goal from James McLean in the Premier League. You're thinking, hello. Even, ma- even match of the day, we're always raving about him. Yeah. Which says something. Yeah, absolutely. And you think this this is a new guy. Like, yeah. And he he's not like a duck. He's not a jinky, um, you know, uh, Maisie sort of runner. Like, he, he, he is just diagonal like he's just a straight line and he's going to go through you because of his speed and his tenacity and all this sort of stuff and his power and his strength and I mean he just seemed to be I remember I I was checking up on him and I think before he really hit on before he actually made it at Sunderland or I think he was he was on the fringes of Sunderland and he was on Twitter I think it was Twitter and he went on some um, F-worded, C-worded sort of rant at somebody because they were slagging him over something. Um, like it was not, you know, it was nothing, you know, uh, secretary or anything about that. It was just something yeah, about just something in general. Something in general, and he responded, "Don't you ever fucking say this to me, you." But I got, oh, okay, this this guy's a bit. What's going on here? Now he's, he must be really young, like a teenager, when he said this. Yeah. And little did I know that this would be just kind of the, the start of this. Listen, he. A chart sheet almost of um, social media faux pas, and he just, yeah, he he just needs to get off it, you know. And and what's sad as well is that he does so much good work for charity, which never gets yeah. mentioned. And you know, he doesn't he doesn't shout and scream about it. Like you, no. you look at some footballers, and we spoke about kind of narcissism on yeah. Instagram, and you know players, you know, posting pictures of just themselves. It's yeah. almost like they're golfers or they're yeah. you know Formula One drivers. It's a team sport, and they're they're putting up pictures of themselves even if they play shite, and um, yeah. just so, just for their followers, and then apologising for losses. And, and McLean's one for that. You know, McLean will will put up lengthy um, posts on Instagram saying performance wasn't good enough today. I wasn't good enough today, and nothing changes. Nothing changes, and it's the same for other footballers. Like they they don't improve their game, but but you know you get a lot of footballers who shout and scream about the charity work that they do, and McLean. What I like about him is the charities he's giving to, they're close to his heart. They're local. They're they're not big charities. They're families. They're um they're they're charities within Derry, they're charities within Ireland, like small, kind of low scale. And the only reason that it gets out is because they will say it, they will release that news. Or usually his sister, I think, um kind of releases that kind of stuff or yeah. his wife does. But he he doesn't shout and scream, he doesn't go, look at me, look I'm after giving yeah. Uh, you know, after giving twenty grand to this charity, he doesn't say it. It's, it's usually released by someone else, which which does say a lot about him. And yeah. you know, and, and you'll get you you do get a certain cohort of people saying, "Look, it's no coincidence he's after donating this money because it's come two weeks after another controversy." And look, I mean, we we can't read into that too much. At the end of the day, he he doesn't have to give that money. It's no. yes, he's on a lot of money, but it's still it's still a chunk. He's going to be retired in the next few years. There won't be money coming in. He's 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 a load of kids to look after himself. He's a wife to look after. He doesn't need to be given this money. So PR stunt or not, I don't think it is a PR stunt. But PR stunt or not, he doesn't have to do this, and and he doesn't advertise it. He doesn't advertise how, how generous he is. No, he he, he doesn't. And actually, he probably he probably he probably should. <laughs> you know, probably, yeah. probably shout about it a bit more. Perhaps. <laughs> but but you know the thing is though as well, and and you could tell there is a. Um, there is an agenda against him. The, the press never go near it. 
You know, even if they 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 had the option, you never see in the English press. They had the option of going. Do you know what? Actually, he didn't want us to say, but fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna say he's a nice guy. We want to help him. Yeah. Look at James McLean. He's done this. No, no, no. They won't go near that because they have a, a clear agenda. And now, obviously, we talked about that. And yet again, you know, James has not helped himself in any way whatsoever, and he keeps just bringing this attention onto himself. I mean, yeah. I was looking here at just on Google, and you know. Here, you know, the balaclava was like action. James McLean fined by Stoke and deletes his Instagram account after sharing a picture of balaclava history lesson to his kids. And you're thinking, you know, I think he says something like, Oh, um, I've deleted like 30 something times or something like that, you know, beforehand. That's me definitely done with it now. And it's it's not, and he probably won't, he probably won't close his account. Yeah. After this, and he's like, yeah. James, well, close it. Yeah. Well, I was ch- I was chatting to a buddy of mine, and he was saying like, since he's gotten his Instagram back, I, I he was giving me the numbers of followers and that kind of thing. But he said he's just not getting the followers now. He's got like, I think it's look, I'm not a big social media influencer or person or anything like that. I yeah, quite clearly couldn't give a shit about it. But they said like he's fifteen thousand followers, which for a professional footballer is minuscule and they said people just aren't following them and people just aren't taking an interest because they're they're sick of this kind of shit going on and and as we said like the charity work and all that look it's it's amazing it is amazing and and it's a shame that more footballers don't do it or perhaps they do and we just don't know about it but as you said the media probably don't want to touch him with a barge pole because they're like he'll do this but then a couple of weeks later he'll yeah. He'll be embroiled in some other controversy, and you know it's a little bit. Jesus, I'm not. I don't want to compare it, but like I was watching the documentary on Lance Armstrong, and Lance Armstrong more or less said himself, he was like, because I was raising money for Livestrong, I felt I could do what I wanted because you know I was the I was the good guy, I was the charitable guy, so I was immune, and I didn't give a shit about what people thought. And look, completely different level to McLean, but that's possibly what the media think. Maybe not what we think. I think we, we understand and we know that it's coming from a good place because, look, it's it's local charities, which which does say, say, say a lot. But the media are probably thinking that. They're probably thinking, well, he's pulling this stunt. He's given to charity. Why would we give him that, that, um, that airtime? Because we'll give him the airtime, we'll praise him, and then two weeks later, he's going to put some other shit up on Instagram and, um, and it's going to be back to square one. Yeah, and it will be because I, I don't think he's a type that knows how to stay out of trouble, um, even if he means to or not. I mean, I, I doubt for one second. I do think he was, this was just naive. This one was naivety. The balaclava stunt was just acting the bollocks. This is just naivety. And it's like, mate, if, if you're doing something and you intend to kind of, you know, stir the, the, the hornet's or kick the hornet's nest, like you yeah. did with the balaclava. Or you're just doing something completely innocent, like you've done with this, and it's you still end up getting fined, you know, suspended now. And he was getting in the team week in, week out now after not even travelling for the first two games. Yeah. Mike, you know, Michael didn't even have him in the squad, and all of a sudden he's playing week in, week out. And Stoke are doing well. They're 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 very steady in the championship. I think they're around promotion. Yeah, and, kind of, and even towards the end of last season, I mean, he. He got player of the season, didn't yeah. he? But player, or fans player of the season. Yeah. And, you know, he was looking good. He actually didn't get into the Ireland starting 11. And people were kind of saying, if there's a time to start McLean, it's now. And and I think he only got in because of all the all the COVID uh, diagnosis, yeah. as he did as well. I mean, he, he was diagnosed with COVID as well. But was, there was this yeah. whole thing that it was like he's gone off social media and all of a sudden he's, he's actually up in his game and he's actually, you know, making headlines for the right reasons. I mean... 
if you're getting death threats because of all this attention you're bringing on yourself and listen as i said you know if he had just said i'm not wearing a poppy that's it and he gets abused for that you kind of you'd sort of go yeah okay i get that i understand it. he's the first irish player to do it i believe although i think Eamon don't be wore a black armband when bobby sands died um, That's true. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Millwall, no one really fucking took notice of it. Didn't really know yeah. what it was about. Um, but you know, you have obviously um, Shane Duffy from Derry was never an issue. Darren uh, Gibson, Darren well. Gibson, never. You know, they they just wore the poppy. Roy Keane wears the poppy. You know, ne- never seems to be this issue. But he wants to take a stand against it. You kind of go, all right interesting and that that's fine that's your thing but i think when when you the whole thing with the, with the queen uh, god save the queen anthem thinking it's not just the poppy though james is it like i i think i don't know whether that is or not but i think that's where people are going we're on the fence going it's not just the poppy james is it you yeah. just don't like britain you don't like yet you are still here and you're earning money you're taking the queen's shilling as you say uh, you know why are you you, you know and, and it kind of just he lost he lost a lot of credit, credibility with that, I think. I mean, I, I, I still think his argument is sound, not wearing the poppy, but I think in people that don't want to give him the credit. Yeah. It's, his, it's, his, it's his approach to, it's, a, it's his approach to his beliefs, essentially. And it's just, it's it the hypocrisy every time. Yeah, it leaves a lot to be desired. And as I mentioned, like, it, the, he would have stood to God Save the Queen playing for Northern Ireland. And, yeah. like, what's the difference? As, as I said, no, I don't want to call it cowardly. It's probably too strong a word but as i mentioned already he waits till he's playing a pre-season match in the united states yeah. for west brown against some mls team to, to actually do this and you know it's it, why hadn't he done it before i mean this is a good few years into his career what um, he'd done against england you know if he had a yeah. start at wembley you're damn That's like true. i mean i i mean this is not going to go down with some people but you do you do that for Ireland against England, you're embarrassing the the country and the association. Like you, you know, like you don't do that. It's not, you know. Well, it, well, it kind of, and and then like from like, it's, look, football's massive in England. It's it's life for people in England, and then they start thinking, is this a reflection of everybody in Ireland? Because you know they're yeah. representing our country at the end of the day. And for some people, it is. Like for some people, they will be of that yeah. opinion. But for an awful lot of people, they they wouldn't. And a, and an awful lot of um, an awful lot of English people are of Irish descent. You know, and a lot lot of people of Irish descent and a lot, an awful lot of Irish born people did serve in the British Army. So, you know, that that needs to be taken into consideration as well. And and, and even like we, we speak about this whole idea of these controversies maybe taken away a little bit from McLean's career as a footballer. And we see like fr- from my point of view, David, and, and you probably feel the same as an Ireland fan. I just want to see the players playing their best, making headlines for playing football. And not for any of this shit. And that's where I would have issues with McLean. And, you know, even, I mean, some of the stuff, and, and even just a, an anecdotal story when we speak about hypocrisy, um, as most of you know, like I've, I've written for Pundit Arena in the past, and um, there was the infamous, um, the infamous press conference with McLean about two years ago, I think at this stage, when he called out a Pundit Arena journalist uh Ushin McWearness and I actually spoke to Ushin prior to prior to the to the show and he gave me his permission to actually <laughs> story so yeah so I mean it was it was just before press conference um I think we were about to play Switzerland um, as far as I know and won the qualifiers and McLean before the press conference even started was, yeah it was actually before the Denmark game the Denmark was in New Zealand and Denmark was it? The yeah, it was, it was after New Zealand and we we're about to play Denmark. Yeah, 
Yeah, so he, he more or less, yeah, before the press conference even started, he, he saw Oshin representing Pundit Arena. I don't know if they had a, a Pundit Arena mic. And first thing he said was, um, I'm not going to answer any questions from you, you little fucking weasel. Something something along those lines. Now, just to give you a background story, and again, I've been given permission to <laughs> to share this story. So right. um, so Rob Redmond, an excellent writer with, with Pundit Arena, um, wrote a very fair and balanced article, I, I believe, and most logical people believe, on McLean, um, stating the amount of times that he'd given the ball away in the Nations League or um, or in another international match. And the statistics were crazy, like not acceptable for, for a, an international footballer. Like the, the statistics were, were off the charts. But it wasn't, it wasn't overly critical. It was as they were. And it was more or less saying, look, McLean probably shouldn't start. He should be part of the squad. And I think you and me still believe that, David, that he, that he should be part of the squad. But he yeah. shouldn't be a starter because he, he's yeah. essentially sucking the life out of any momentum we have attacking-wise. A stat that I've brought up in articles is that he only has three assists in 72 caps. We were chatting earlier, David, and I said, Dave McGoldrick has four assists in 15 caps. I know he's retired now. And look, McLean's goal record is um, is probably one of the best in the squad. So I think we have to take that into consideration as well. But it was fairly balanced. And um, I won't go into some of the details of what happened between Rob and James directly, but I don't think they had any face-to-face contact. But McLean assumed that Oshin was Rob. I think this is what I gathered anyway. Yeah. And Oshin is a gentleman, lovely fella, really good writer, um, real professional guy, really chilled and easygoing. And um, you know, he just he just went from he just went from. And as far as I know, James McLean said, "I'll I'll chat to you after." You know, I'll chat to you after. Almost kind of taking him on. And Oshin, who's as I said, a lovely fella, said, "Okay, I'll chat to you after." And he he waited for him, and he never turned up. He he never showed up. Um, and in the transcript of that press conference, which, by the way, Pundit Arena didn't ask any questions, McLean says something along the lines of, "Oh, I, I you know, I, I don't take, I don't take offense, or I don't let the the press get to me if they criticize me." Yeah, and he's doing but, that. But, but an error before had just told someone that he, he won't speak to them because yeah. they criticized them. So the, the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy is unreal. Yeah, I mean a lot. I think a lot of players are like that, though, aren't they? They um, they kind of live in their own world yeah. a little bit, and you know the. Yeah, I mean, at the end he, of the day, seems, he seems kind of he seems unwilling to. I think look the I think the balaclava incident was maybe the exception, but he doesn't seem to acknowledge when he's when he's fucked up or maybe when he's not performing because, I think apart from the twenty eighteen campaign. And even at that, like, if, if you were to look at his performances over 90 minutes, you know, he hasn't had a good game for Ireland in a long time. I think I think the um, the Welsh match, he played pretty well, but at the same time, you know, it was nothing out of the ordinary. But we're speaking more about McLean's controversies as opposed to his Ireland performances. Yeah. And, and as a fan, that just pisses me off. I just I just find that frustrating. I find it infuriating. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, he was he, he, he was a best player during that 2018 uh, campaign, but he hasn't really done too too much. And, you know, to be fair, I when you're a player and somebody criticises, sorry, yeah, so I suppose if somebody critiques you and does not make a part, if they make a person, that's different. Dunphy stepped over the line with Glenn Whelan and Dunphy even came out and said, I shouldn't have done that. Like, he made a personal and he's done damage yeah. to Glenn Whelan. And there was a couple of other players that he made a personal, Mick McCarthy for one. Um, yeah. But, you know that's not personal to say you, you can't really start anymore because yeah i mean 
I would have McLean involved in the squad because he, he is. I know we're talking about all the stuff he's done, but he is a good influence, uh, yeah. not off the pitch, but you know, on the training ground, he's a good influence. You know, his experience is, is invaluable. You know, like yeah. seventy-two caps. Um, you need, like I always believe in in any football team, you need personalities. Like, I mean, I'm a I'm a United fan, and I don't see any personality. Look, look, they're top of the top of the league, um, for, yeah. <laughs> for for yeah. for the next for the next two days. But um, there's no personalities. There's no lunatics. There's no Vinnie Jones. There's no Paul Gascoigne. There's there's no um, you know, Paul there's no Alex characters. Yeah, yeah, there's no characters, and there's no Roy Keynes. There's no Patrick Vieira's, and and I think. You know, John Walters might have in, in recent years with the Ireland team. John Walters might have been one of those players, and and apart from that, I mean, you're looking at Seamus Coleman, who's a quiet, a quiet character, yeah. And McLean is kind of your your Vinnie Jones or your your Mister Motivator, and yeah. you know, without him, the squad is probably a less motivated one and perhaps a less colourful one. He seems he strikes me as a walking siege mentality, uh, James McLean. Like he kind of yeah. thinks everyone's against him. I suppose in a way they are. You know, but then he, but he won't sort of, from what I got, I've never met James. Um, I hopefully don't meet him after this. Uh, <laughs> but, well, uh, speak, speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, um, he, yeah, he, he does kind of, he thinks, he kind of, you kind of get the impression from that he thinks everyone's against him. And in a way they are, you know, as I was saying, like, they, yeah. no one ever mentions, we, we mentioned Lance and Rowe that we have anything we get, like any good news with a player, we, we, we share and we do it. Any abuse he's got, we share. Anytime he's done anything stupid, we've shared it. We've, we've always been fair with everybody. And I just don't think at times he realizes that, you know what, maybe, maybe sometimes I don't help myself. Maybe, maybe has now, you know, as I said, I, I think if he, I think with this one, as I said, because it's in a gym, you know, he, he he's he's shown. Look, I'm this consummate professional, and he is a consummate professional on the pitch. I think it's just unfortunate that yes, but you're a consummate professional breaking COVID rules, and you have broken the law, and you are probably lucky you're not going to get a caution from the police, yeah. and this kind of stuff. You know, it wasn't another. Um, balaclava stunt. It was nothing like that, you know. It, it was nothing trying to. He wasn't trying to fan any flames, and that's yeah. why I was saying, look, social media, mate, isn't for you because even when you don't mean to, you do this to yourself. But yeah, he he does seem to be one of those people where yeah, he he he's definitely a very strong character, and he you know he's a very str- he's mentally very tough, very strong, bit sensitive. You know, yeah. and you can't be mentally strong and a bit sensitive, as as your as Oshin found out. Um, but definitely someone to have in the squad. He's an impact player. He's somebody you bring on with fifteen minutes to go. He can't maybe if you were if there was an injury crisis or you're playing someone like Gibraltar, you know, someone's shit, and you just want to like lash on somebody and just listen, just run at them, get the ball into the box. You yeah. know, like you you don't need to play four three three. Yeah. He's not somebody you'd want to play if you're tired. Like, I mean, look, we we we're giving out about him boxing, but the training he does is is insane. So if you have somebody like that with the delivery he does, now look in terms of in terms of his assists, it's it's shocking. In terms of some of the the footballing decisions he makes on the pitch, they can be shocking. Yeah, he'd be very sloppy on the ball. But when he's running direct into space, not at a player, but into space. He can be unstoppable, and oh. his delivery 
is unbelievable. Like I think, and I think people overlook that because he doesn't. He actually doesn't get himself into good enough positions to deliver the ball. But when he does, like he can whip and crosses from from nearly anywhere. And I think I think as well with assists, you have to remember that you have to always you always have to keep in mind with those stats. An assist is only yeah. an assist if somebody gets on the end of it. For sure. Yeah, for you know, sure. And the thing is, like, you know, there's there probably have been a few shocking crosses in there, but it's probably just, you know, you could hit as many balls into the box if there's no one in there to get on the end of it, you know, um, and, you know, we haven't scored, we scored one goal in eight games. So, yeah. but, but I know what you mean. I, I've watched them. I watched them in Tbilisi and I was in the stadium and I had a perfect view of them. And some of the stuff he did, I was like, mate, yeah. really? I think he actually led to a goal in Switzerland as well a few yeah, days later. He did, yeah. And uh, nearly nearly led to the goal. Um, well, they didn't score, but the tennis ball game against Georgia, yeah. their equaliser, well, the potential equaliser didn't happen, so it doesn't matter really. But but he, he, he makes these decisions where, like, instead of just taking a touch, he'll hoof the ball or he'll... Yeah drive a force and and playing with this intensity like i i firmly believe and rob who wrote the article made this point as well that mclean probably doesn't have to work as hard as he does because we love we all love the you know the hard work in james mclean the james mclean that flies into tackles we everybody yeah. loves that and that's what gets people going but there is the argument that maybe he doesn't have to work as hard if he didn't give the ball away so much and if he wasn't as sloppy there there is that i think that's a fair argument you know, um, I mean, it's Keith Fahey's birthday today, the day we're recording this, and there was a player who very rarely gave the ball away. You know, tidy footballer, not not pace, no pace about him, which is a very very tidy footballer. And James McCarthy is the uh, sorry, James McLean is the complete opposite of that. You know, yeah. where he's constantly just he'd give it away kind of thing. But that's why you'd have him on the pitch for the last ten minutes. Like you need a goal, lash him on there, and that's not being personal. Yeah. That's not being. He's a good finish. He's a good finisher, and I think that's that's something yeah. where well. He, he's, a, he's the kind of player that needs to do. He needs to do something without thinking. And I'm I'm not having. I'm I don't mean that in a nasty way. If he has to think about something, if he's got if he's got a, if he just does and runs and does something uh, without thinking in, in a quick action, you look you look at the goal against Austria. He runs onto a beautiful ball by Wes Hulahan. Yeah. Bang! First touch. Boom! Through the goalie's legs. Yeah. You look at the goal against Wales and Cardiff. Ball goes into bang, one touch. I think it was with the other foot. No chance for the goalkeeper. That's what he's best at. But when he has to think about something and he has to go past the player, or he think that's he's that sort of player. He's not a thinking footballer. He is all action. Um, you don't really, you know, he, that's the he, sort of he's, he's he's a player that requires plenty of space. Yeah. Um, when he's players around him, that's when he struggles, which can be an issue for a winger. But um. You know, when he's in space, he's a threat. Yeah, he is. He is a threat. Oh, and yeah. like, uh, and as I said, like, I, I don't mean to speak for you, David, but like, we're we're not anti James McLean. We're no. I suppose the whole the whole idea of this discussion is kind of to to highlight that maybe his his controversies can be ill judged yeah. when when we break it down, when we take the emotion out of it, and when we take the fact that we're Ireland supporters and James McLean is one of our players. When we take the emotion out of that, and when we look at the the kind of everyday um, realistic side of it. It's they are they are a little ill judged, and it's more the frustration as fans that, as you said, if you Google James McLean, rather than seeing the great goal against Wales, rather than seeing the great goal against Austria and so on, the crunching tackles he puts in, you're seeing controversies, you're seeing balaclavas, you're seeing COVID breaches, you're seeing all kinds of controversy, and I, and I think that's 
that's kind of what we're getting at more than anything. And it's not a yeah. personal thing. We don't we don't know James. And and, and as we said, we've condoned the personal stuff because uh, I think a lot of people will listen to this and they'll say, oh, "Fuck you," you know you know, fuck you, he's a better player than you, <laughs> you know, all yeah. this kind of stuff, and, and who do you think <laughs> they are, and you're just, you know, you're just West Brits, and you know, the usual shite, but, yeah, you know, but, 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 but by no means um, is it anything personal, it's it's simply us, as fans of the team that he plays for, venting our frustrations of, of his actions, because it's, it's representing our team at the same time, Yeah. You know, and, it, and, it, and it's a frustrating one for us. I just, I just can't believe he hasn't learned his lesson with social media. I, yeah. just, I just can't believe just stay away from social media do you really need that just weighing you down do you do you really need that anchor in your life that's going you're going to do something as i said the boxing thing when you look at it it is you know it's not much but people are going to think oh by the club i mean we're doing a podcast on it you know we're going to think all the stuff he's done the stupid shit that he's done and they're going to think oh james again you know it's like yeah Oh, what's he done this time? You know, just stay away from it. Yeah. Stay away from social I, media. I would love in a couple of months, David, that we are sitting here doing, um, or well, we're we're not sitting together, but <laughs> yeah. sitting in our sitting in our respective living rooms, um, doing an episode on how amazing James McLean is playing. Because I mean, as we said, the, when he deleted the social media and he had an unbelievable end to the season at Stoke. I remember yeah. thinking, this is what I want to see him doing, making headlines yeah. for the right reasons. And, and I'd love to think that the next time we speak about James McLean, you know, uh, I mean, bar, you know, squad announcements or bar, bar kind of game reviews or whatever that we're speaking about him because we're like, holy shit, he's turned it around. You know, I, I, I think that's our yeah. expectation of him, hopefully. And, and it's, got to, it's got to weigh you down. I mean, it's got to weigh you down. You're getting all this stuff in, your po- in the post. It's, it's got to play on your mind. You know, you're a footballer. Yeah. You, don't, you don't really have a lot kind of you go you train you do your bits and pieces and you sit at home you know then you wait for the next game especially with COVID going on like that must weigh on you and you got people saying stuff about it, it must hurt yeah you know sure. it must hurt and it, yeah it's got to weigh down on it's baggage he doesn't need you know and I just hope now he closes his account and Jesus Christ just fucking stay off social media for God's yeah. sakes James Stay off it and focus on your football and your boxing yeah. in your own house, just not in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we might leave it there uh, for tonight and, um, you know, we'll see how this this controversy kind of weighs up and how it kind of pans out. But um, in the meantime, mind yourselves, if you have any suggestions for the page, please let us know if there's anything you want to, <laughs> if you want to give out to us, if you want to crucify us over this, that's absolutely fine. It's all about opinion. It's all about being open but um but until next time we'll chat to you then